0: Love Never Fails by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor Ironically, the Lord has always caused or used Satan to do His will. Did you realize he actually allowed the devil to kill Christ? Satan was fooled into slaughtering the very sacrifice that would save all of creation from himself and his world. God also had Satan pierce the side of Jesus to release the church that through the living waters of truth and baptism and His atoning blood, would mature to become eyewitnesses of His own defeat. God even allowed Satan, through Judas, to bring the Passover lamb to Jerusalem for the slaughter in the first place. John, chapter 13, verse 27. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him, Judas, then Jesus said to him, What you do, do quickly. Think about it. He also allowed Satan, through man, to flog and beat him, because, as prophesied in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, it would be through those very stripes creation would be healed from the infirmity and sicknesses. Besides all this, Satan was allowed to turn every demon from hell loose against Christ, to ridicule his position, mock him as the Son of God, and scoff the truth he brought to the world. Spirits of death, decay, and corruption were right there to begin their work at his crucifixion also. But Jesus defeated them all. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15 Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Of course, Satan's evil works were all accomplished through unsuspecting humanity. Throughout history, we see when God intervenes, the enemy loses, and usually it is because God turns Satan's people against each other. Look what happened in the Battle of Jehoshaphat's day. The king and his people just praised God. While the enemy fought and killed each other, again the spiritual battle was fought through the people. Second Chronicles, chapter twenty, verses twenty-two through twenty-three. Now, when they, Jehoshaphat and army, began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. I said all of the above to make the point. For things to be manifested on the earth by spirit beings, human vessels must be used. The next thing I want us to see, Satan is quite good at copying the Lord's success tactics. Therefore, when we come against our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, we are being used in the same fashion by the enemy that the Lord used against Satan and his people in Jehoshaphat's day. Do you understand? It's Satan that causes us to turn on each other. Satan fools us as God fooled him. We may think we have something to disagree about that is personal to us, but in reality, We're just being used. And in the big picture, Satan gets the victory. James warns us in chapter 3, verse 16. Of James, chapter 3, verse 16. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. This is the real danger of being self-centered, self-defensive, and self-righteous. We are easy bait, a wonderful tool, a choice vessel in the hands of God's evil and sly opponent. Again, the battle is really a spiritual battle being fought by spirits operating through people. If we're to mature and be the full stature of the body of Christ, then we must be obviously in His image who, by the way, is a God of love, not dissension. This means we must be capable of operating through our spirits, so we can recognize our own thoughts from those of the enemy to be able to differentiate between the voice of Satan and the voice of God. This is very difficult as we are vessels that are for the most part accustomed to being led by our soul man. When we are self-oriented and defensive of our personal opinions, we can be sure we're not operating through our spirits that are in touch and connected to God. We're functioning straight through our soul man and manifesting the nature and will of the enemy. Satan loves to cause division, start arguments, bring dissension to the family of God. As he knows the spiritual law, a house divided, will fall. When we have problems with our brethren, Scripture compels us to forgive. Otherwise, we're allowing Satan to reenact the battle of Jehoshaphat. Only this time, the battle is reversed in His favor. God's people are coming against each other. To show us the importance of not harboring dissension or causing it, God will not even listen to our prayers, as He knows the enemy is operating through us. Mark, chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone... Forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. We all get angry at times, but we cannot remain at odds with one another. We must settle our differences quickly, as the enemy will come on the scene to take advantage. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And we'll do all three if given entrance. It takes more than one to disagree or start a fight. We must learn how to remain calm and not react on our own behalf. Paul counsels in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 through 27. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Division is the crack Satan waits for. We can defend others, but not ourselves. Vengeance belongs to the Lord where we are personally concerned. Romans, chapter 12, verses 18 and 19. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. God through us as vessels will intervene for all creation, but He Himself will intervene for us as individuals, if not personally, through an angel or through another human vessel. The self-survivors of this world are therefore Satan's best targets. They will always rashly defend themselves. Ask yourself, am I self-sufficient? Do I defend myself aggressively for no reason other than I don't like to appear wrong? Ask, can I lay down my rights to stop division? Or, be honest, are you one that protects your position at all costs, and most of the time with a loud mouth to go with it? Listen to what comes out of the mouth of other self-centered survivalists. It won't sound like God, I promise. Division just follows self-survivors. Satan marks them as his instruments. Here, rather, is how we, as God's people, are encouraged to handle disputes, so the enemy can't take advantage of this weakness. In Second Timothy chapter two, verses twenty-three through twenty-six. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. But be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God will perhaps grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Why am I making such a big deal out of this subject? because dissension and strife will stop us from receiving the promises of God. We need the victory Christ achieved through His resurrection to be manifested in our life's trials. We must be able to pull that victory into our impossible situations. The words of our testimony must be the summation of the knowledge and wisdom our God and our action based in love for us to ever become the church triumphant. You see Satan loses as the victory of Christ is introduced into a situation. He obviously does not want to lose. So one of the biggest keys to victory, therefore, is love. You see, Satan again understands this and knows unity and love is a spiritual law people can have faith in. So, it is of uppermost importance to him to cause disharmony, division between men and God and especially between men and women themselves. He accuses us before God, and through us He makes us bring accusations against each other. He wants love kept out of the equation. Jesus, knowing this key, said as recorded in John chapter 15 verse 21, to love one another as He loves us. Why? Because again, love is the guiding force of God that propels the kingdom. It overcomes our differences with one another if we will just let it. Let us read closely First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verses one through eight. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, spiritual law. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, man's intellect, it will vanish away. So in closing... Love does not see or think evil. Our spirits love. Our souls do not automatically love unless dominated by our spirits. The victory Jesus won over the enemy is for all his people, but it can only be experienced or implemented through gestures of love. Again, it is ironic. Satan's own nature of division and hatred guarantees his defeat, as well as the defeat of all who have like nature as the blood of the Lamb cannot cover them. They will turn on each other. Some beings never learn, spirits or people. Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death, willing to die to self, and lay down their opinions and rights out of love for the brethren. Love never fails, because the Almighty, all-powerful God is love.